This is an AMI podcast. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard, and this is Low Vision Moments, the podcast all about those sometimes frustrating, potentially embarrassing, but often pretty comical things that happen when you are just going about your day with blindness, visual impairment, or albinism. This is episode 30. What? For a monthly podcast? That's old. We are getting old, my friends. And as we get older, we evolve, don't we? We mature maybe, maybe a little bit. And I, for one, know that as I've aged, I've gained a lot of confidence and tenacity, even in the most awkward of freaking situations, particularly when it comes to living with albinism and low vision. And honestly, with the passing of time, I find myself with fewer fucks to give out to the judgmental or otherwise unkind ways of the world. They really... They really do dwindle as the years go on, and you can look forward to that if you're still in your youth. To me, I think it feels like sort of an enhanced state of being, this level of confidence that we evolve into as we age. And maybe maybe we can call it blind swag. I don't, I don't know. And I, I can't take credit for that term, blind swag. No, I picked that one up from Mike Dow, a new friend of mine, also known as MDB. He's an MC, originally from Amherst, Nova Scotia, now living in my hometown of Moncton, representing the 506 very well. Thank you very much. Mike is here as my guest today on the podcast to help me out in the swag department. I need all the help I can get. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Yo, we're swag surfing today. All right, it's great. Yo, uh, thank you for having me, Jenny. It is so good to have you. I want to know what else do you want the people to know about you, Mike? Oh, man. Um, so uh, I'm a rapper. Uh, like you said, I'm originally from Amherst, Nova Scotia. Um, so originally, I never really wanted to be blind. Like I had a choice or anything, but like I really hated it. I really hated it. Um, I got picked on. Uh, they sent me away to this special school for me. You know, it's like, I didn't want to be there. I was like, oh, because I'm freaking blind. Like, I'm so, I hate this. Um, and le- as you say, you kind of grow into this confidence, I guess, that like this, um, this altered state of being or like, um, a higher state it's an, of being. Enhanced, yeah, yeah. Higher state of being. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, back in the day when I was being bullied, people would call me blindy and blind and stuff, and I would snap. I would I'd be very physical about it. Um, got into a lot of fights. Um, and then um, I got to a point in my life where I couldn't fight everybody. Um, I just had to accept what the world was going to give to me because I was blind. Um, and that came along with rap because rap, uh, doesn't really care how, what you feel about rap. Rap is just in your face. Rap is just there, never moving, never, um, fluctuating because of opinion. Um, it's just there and rap accepts all, you know, like there's no, um, there's no ableism in rap. 
There are no prerequisites, right? I, I'm just a, an unsure blind guy. And even at the blind school, I rebelled. I didn't want to learn what they wanted to teach me. Um, you know, I, rebellion just my whole life. Um, and then, you know, rap kind of fed into the rebellion because, you know, it's kind of counterculture, especially when I started at, uh, in 08. It wasn't, it wasn't mainstream like right now. Um, so yeah, I had the rebellion too. Like it fit me perfectly. So, um, I just started to live inside of the rap bubble and it, it started to make me okay with things. My vision, my, uh, spatial perception issues, everything was just fine. It know? sounds like you sort of found, you said a rap bubble, but it sounds like you found a community that let you yeah I did that saw you for you right and not just some blind dude mm -hmm. and that helped you yeah. see yourself as mm -hmm. not just some blind dude right. and 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 all of what you said just now is so relatable for me i was bullied a lot and i really didn't want low vision albinism to be any part of my identity growing up I was very much rejecting that at every turn. But then when you find your niche as you as you find your footing and find the things and people that allow you to to find your personality and not just be this annoyed person. And for you, mm -hmm. you said that you reacted with, you know, physical, whatever, physical yeah. fights. And, and, but yeah. I was really angry too. I was real pissed off at everyone all the time. I thought the whole friggin' world was just not for me. And, mm -hmm. you know, oftentimes the world is, is not entirely accessible for us or welcoming, but, right. but we, we, we can find our swag as it were. Right. So absolutely. And blind swag is just an a, extension of that whole finding like uh, a just um, a mojo. And, and so like uh, when I would make mistakes, instead of persecuting myself with my self hate voice, I would just say, oh, blind swag. Yeah. I'm, oh, you're speaking my language, Mike. And it's so relatable. I used to get so mad and frustrated with myself. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so mm -hmm. glad we're here to talk about this today. But before we get more into what the hell blind swag means, I love this new yeah. term. We're going to, okay, I smell a clothing line. I got a couple of ideas. Let's go. I got Let's a couple go. things written down for other things. But blind swag, that's got to be on a shirt. That's got to be on a hat. Uh, I, I love that. Right? Okay, I digress. Side project here already in the works. Mm -hmm. But how did you get into the rap scene? How did you get into that world? All right, so um, my late brother, uh, Dennis Collins, I met early uh, in my transfer from Amherst to Moncton. Um, he was already rapping in a group called Dark Poets that was uh, very popular in Moncton. And, uh, I met him through a friend and we became quick friends because I was freestyling and doing the things that he validated was good. I was like, oh, I've never been validated as good. So this was a new feeling and I loved it. I was like, okay, like how do I, what's my next step? He showed me my first studio. I was like, oh, I want one of these. And so I, you know, went to Long and McLeod and got mine. Yeah, and buddy. Then started recording, <laughs> nice. you know. 
Um, yeah, and and um, along the way, you know, just like my whole story just unraveled. Um, there was there was one bully in the hip hop scene in Moncton. I'm not gonna say his name because he doesn't really deserve credit. That's right. But um, he did push me to uh, write one of my best songs to date. Uh, it's called Blind Man. And uh, in the line, uh, why I say, why you diss me because of my disability? Uh, you know, like, it's... Uh, and, like, I'm better than you at rapping. Like, that was the whole, the whole thing. And I felt my power. It was like, I found my superpower. I was like, oh, great. Like... You know, like, I don't have to fight anymore. I could just do this. You can say it with words now, right? You can say it with your friggin' talent. Yeah. Because if if they are, if the only thing that they can find wrong with you and what you're doing is the fact that you're blind or visually impaired, buddy, you you are Mm -hmm. reaching, okay? So that just says everything, right? That's awesome. That just says it all. So my, you know, uh, Blind Man was inspired by a bully. Um, he was flooding the message board with why are you letting this blind guy on stage? What's he doing here? Uh, da, da, da. And I put all that to rest and, uh, you know, it was, it was basically over after that. And I found my superpower. I was like, Oh, this is what I want to do forever now. Um, so, you know, like I, I took the, the, the lumps and the, the hard roads and I made them great. Like, I, I made my curse into a blessing. You really, cre- you, you got creative with it, right? You found the right creative outlet. Yeah. And now you're running your mouth for a, you know, for a reason, right? You're running your mouth with talent and artistry instead of beating the shit out of someone, right? I, I, I so feel you. I don't know how many times I'm, you know, I'm a pedestrian for life. Okay. I'm never going to drive. So every time I get cut off at a crosswalk, I take it so personally and, and, and I have to, and I, I constantly have to remind myself, there's no point in cussing this person out. I should just save this for the podcast. I should save this for a story time and we'll, you know, we'll use this energy elsewhere. That is such a good message, right? To just, channel it some other way. And it sounds like you made the move from Amherst to Moncton for a, a specific reason to to perhaps change change the direction of your career, change the direction of other things as well. Uh, the direction of my life. Um, I fell in with great people, but they were doing the wrong things in life. Um, they accepted me for who I was, so I valued that very strongly. But, you know, like before I knew it, I was in a gang. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I didn't mind that for a while because I was a wild youth. Um, but uh, we had gotten into some real trouble. Uh, there was a robbery of a drug dealer and, you know, people were looking for us. And, uh, you know, uh, my parents were luckily going to Florida at the time. So I just went with them and everything was fine. Uh, and then I moved to Moncton uh, not long after that. But, uh, like, if I hadn't taken that move, I would have probably still been stuck in the same patterns. And, uh, you know, that's not what I want for my life. I want this for my life. Kudos to you for removing yourself from the situation, like, physically removing yourself from the environment and, and exposing ourselves to, 
like, holy crap, there's another way of doing things. I had a time in my life mm-hmm. when when I went through that as well. And, and again, I think it's really relatable. And I think more so when you live with a disability, because you're constantly looking for somewhere where you can just you can just fit right where you can just be accepted. Just yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I looked everywhere. I I looked in the corners of the unpopular kids. I tried to be a water boy on the basketball team. They didn't really accept me. They did accept me, but they also still bullied me. So that was that, right? Um, but these these people, they truly accepted me and just let me be, let me go through my phases of partying and doing things that weren't necessarily the greatest for me, but, you know, like still had advice and they were just great people, but doing the wrong You can things. be a good person and 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 maybe not have that many choices and and sometimes make, mm-hmm. you know, bad choices or dangerous choices. So I don't judge anybody. That's I don't judge anybody for how they live yeah. their lives. I, I spent time with a mm-hmm. lot of people who did a lot of shady shit and, and I, I turned out okay myself. Mm-hmm. So this, yeah, it, it yeah. all feeds into who we evolve, you know, how we evolve into having this from, from being these angry kids getting bullied and not understanding how to channel that shit and not understanding where we fit. Now we're at a place where we've got sweat. It's given us, I think it's really given me, I, I, I hesitate to use the word swag because I don't know if I actually have swag, but no, you have swag. Come on. Well, you just, you you just, you just met me. So I'll take that as a huge compliment. Uh, (laughs) I mean, swag the whole time I've known you, swag. Uh, right on. Now, okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. I think it takes many forms, though. I think there's a lot of ways that we that we exhibit swag in our day to day, and I'm gonna tell you about one. Uh, I I have extreme light sensitivity. I say this a lot on the podcast, but I'm extremely sensitive to lights. So anytime I leave the house, even sometimes when I'm indoors out in public, I've got on, uh, I've got these sunglasses that fit over my regular glasses. They have extra plastic around the top and the bottom and the sides. So they block out all the light on all sides. So I wear these, I wear these until they fall apart. And last summer I needed a new pair they had fallen apart. They had bit the dust. So I was really delighted to find a pair that were actually kind of fashionable. I don't know if you know the type of sunglasses I'm talking about, but often... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, I don't know if you know, but often they look like you stepped out of like a sci-fi story because they're like big and... Orange. Yeah, they can be big, orange, not super fashionable. I mean, unless you know how to work it. But these were like kind of fashionable sunglasses and I was really excited to be wearing these new shades out and about I had been wearing them for about a week okay about a week goes by they're starting to get a little dirty okay they get a little smudgy sunscreen makeup up in there so I'm cleaning them before leaving the house one day I'm wiping the lens don't I find a sticker on the on the lens it was on not in the not in the center but near one of the edges, the sticker that said something like in tiny text, it was like polarized UV, blah, blah, blah. I was like, first of all, why the hell didn't anybody tell me that I had a sticker on my shades this whole time, this whole week? I had been so many places and seen so many people and nobody mentioned it. 
So that was my first thought. Second thought, okay, I was embarrassed for maybe like a second, maybe a second. But I had then reached a point in my life where I was like, you know what, this is actually kind of funny. And I, I'm I'm going to tell this story to everybody now because it's, <laughs> like, it's kind of funny. If you ever had any doubt, friends or family, whether or not I could see, here's your proof. I walked around with a sticker on my shades for like a week and I didn't even know it was there. It didn't even make a difference. And then my third thought was, this is, okay, yeah, this is pretty funny. And it made me think of... You're like, we're similar in age. So when you were in high school, I don't think people still do this. I'm really dating myself. But you'd get a really nice like fitted hat. And all these people had like the big shiny sticker on still on the brim, like the sticker of authenticity. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. So I was like, well, shit. Maybe people just looked at me like I had, you know, I had ex- yeah. extra, I don't know, authenticity on these sunglasses. <laughs> these babies are polarized and I've got the sticker to prove it. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to age myself even further. My dad used to tell me that Minnie Pearl would buy hats and leave the tags on them. No. So that's just, that's just some Minnie Pearl shit right I there. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was a country star. I know who Minnie Pearl was. That's oh, incredible. I, oh, yeah. nice. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, yeah. So again, I was like, no big deal. But you know, if I was if I was still in school and I had known that I had been walking around like that, I'd have beat myself up for days about that. I'd have been, I'd have felt real bad about that. Yeah. But now for I'm sure. unapologetic and I'm casual about that. So I think. <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong. Unapologetically blind. I love that. That's is, swag. Is that okay? I was gonna ask you: Is this no, a good example? No, that's swag for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, blind swag is like anything that you want to beat yourself up for, but it's just swag now. You know what I mean? Like, but also the swag could be like your sunglasses because they're swag, right? Y- yeah, yeah. Like, not everyone has to wear these. It's kind of exclusive. So that's blind swag right there. There you go. Yeah. Do you so do you use any tools or anything that gives you swag or have you forgotten a sticker on a pair of jeans perhaps? Oh, a thousand percent. If I didn't have a girlfriend, <laughs> I'd forget my head every day. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, le- definitely. Shout out def- to Mike's girlfriend. Yes, absolutely. So visual aid stuff. Um, so I was very, very scared of being blind as as like a red flag um as a vulnerability do you mean yeah yeah because i was in situations where vulnerability would get you hurt Mm -hmm. so so, um i never used a cane i i did have a monocular Mm -hmm. uh but i i stopped using that actually too so i'm kind of just walking around uh letting nature take its course i guess like (laughs) Well, you you made it here today, so it's going okay. Do you use your? It's going all right. Do you use your smartphone for a lot of day to day stuff? Do you take it out and read menus yeah, and yeah. that type of stuff? Yeah, absolutely, because you can zoom in. Right. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smartphone changed the game for me. Uh, I was having a lot of trouble with stuff, um, and then you know, kind of helps. Um, people. I have a friend now that swears it off, and he's he's blinder than me. I'm like, man, it would really help you. Like, come on. Like, yes, keep keep preaching that to them. I I, I, I know, tell everyone. 
Yeah, I know, but he's like, ah, oh, technology, technology. I'm like, well, whatever, like, you know, oh, the world's going to take over, be, taken over by computers one day. I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> he's right at the same time, like, it would help you in the midterm. I know a few people like that who are a little bit reluctant, oh, yeah. but um, it, it just makes life so much easier. What would you give as... A, a really good blind swag example of, of your day-to-day life. We all have, like, the story of, like, oh, I got into the wrong car. Yep. But, like, uh, have you done it when you were trying to buy drugs? <laughs> Mike. <laughs> I don't think anyone... <laughs> I don't... Before, before weed was legal, let's specify, because, you know... I don't want anyone to run with a narrative. <laughs> no, you know what I, mean? uh, I don't think most people would admit to that, let alone have done that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, for sure. Uh, <laughs> yo, but the funniest one happened to me on St. Patrick's Day this year. Um, so I had my girlfriend's family over to her place, and I was making uh, Guinness beef um, pot pie situation, right? So. So I had the Guinness beef on, I had some potatoes going and stuff like that. Um, so I'm like uh, talking to people and cooking at the same time and drinking also, it, green drinks. Uh, so, and and I guess another uh, alter- like a thing of the story is that I'm, I'm very close with my girlfriend, like I'm down with PDA. Right, I like I like a I like a snuggle every once in a while. So um, I go, uh, I'm sitting beside my girlfriend, and then I go do some stove stuff, right, cooking stuff, and then I come back for a quick snuggle, and I keep going with my business. Later, they tell me, "Hey, you were snuggling with her mom." <laughs> die i can't breathe i don't know how that happened wait 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 a second wait there had to be not at all that's the worst part i was completely lost when they told me i was like no way no way i was like oh god blind swag though you know i just had to say blind swag and it was okay like that just and everyone everyone's laughing their asses off because I'm not that affectionate with other people so everyone is dying because they know that is out of pocket for me like just oh my so so you say blind swag everyone knows what that means I, everyone I, I didn't say it out loud I said it to myself and oh. I was like it, okay. it just makes me feel better. Like, it's like, oh, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. It, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. I I have so many questions. Yes, please. S- 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 how... There were no... There were no clues? Unfortunately this, not. He's not your girlfriend? Unfortunately not. That's the wild part. Yo, but the wilder okay. part okay. is she's wait, a twin. Okay. And it wasn't her sister. You're, oh, my God. The twists just keep coming. She has an identical twin sister. And but nothing has happened there. Well, like, smaller, like, less uh, crazy stuff has happened. <laughs> like, I'd be walking up to her sister, and her sister would be panicking, like, uh, Bridget's over there, Bridget's over there, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like, she knows what I'm about to do. And she's like, no, stop. Stop. Don't do that. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. My. No, so, yeah, smaller things like that have happened. But nothing crazy <laughs> with her, her twin. So that's a, But, yeah, no, her mom... Apparently, what did that, mom say? Um, what did mom say? Her, her mom was just like, Well, can I get a full hug now? <laughs> Don't be a tease, yeah, exactly. Like that. Uh, I just, oh, I just took another drink and was like, Yeah, of course. You know, like, I don't usually do this, but since I already did it by mistake, what the hell? You handled that. You, wow, you, you handled that. Like a champ, I must say, just blind swag in your head and just went on with with dinner. Yeah, you gotta, you just gotta keep cooking. So you know, it's fine. You went on cooking dinner. Every okay, it wasn't awkward yeah. after that. You guys are awesome. Uh they still laughed at me for a while after, and I just, you know, kept like laughing it off, like blind swag. Yeah, like, you've got to, you've got to, because there's no other. Like you said in the beginning, I don't have as many fucks to give <laughs> as I used to. Yes. Yes, exactly. At all. So, you know, that one doesn't even qualify. I can't tell you how many times at events, my poor husband, he's kind of a gen, he's not only am I visually impaired, but he's kind of generic looking. I love him. He's handsome, but he kind of looks like a lot of other tall, slim, light brown haired dudes with light hair, with light eyes and glasses. So he kind of doesn't really stand out in a crowd and I can't you tell you how many times at events and things I'm pretty sure it's him and I'm like you know giving him the like hey sweetheart eyes and I'm coming closer and then I realize oh my god that's not him and I and and, and I've even like put my arm around his weight like pe- strangers waist oh, at, at no. like a concert and then like they they just they nothing well, really you're a girl so that, it's cool that's it unfortunately it, it's a bit of a double standard like i don't know if it's unfortunate yeah. but it i mean it wins for y'all y- y'all have the, <laughs> the uh, good sides of the double standards i feel like there's a couple against y'all but there's a lot for you like in the double standard size oh yeah. yeah and and in those situations you i just I just move on. I don't even acknowledge, like, there's mm-hmm. th- there's a lot going on. Usually it's like a crowd. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm just going to move on now. But but yeah. now in my mind, I'm always going to say blind swag. Always. No, honestly. Honestly. And I can't um, count the amount of times that's happened to me. Um, but, like, now they understand me because I go on stage and say, hey, I'm a blind rapper, such and such, right? So now when the crowd sees me looking for mm-hmm. somebody, they're like, Hi, I'm not this person, but like, let's go look. You know, they'll 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 join the search party for me. There you go. That's the other benefit of getting it out in the open. Is you know, people are people are a little bit more understanding. Yeah, I'm okay with that at a club, uh, because like I'm performing that. But in the street, I really just want to blend in. Ditto. Yeah, but there's no reason to yeah. announce it on the street necessarily. I feel like canes are red flags. It can um, be. And, like, I know a lot of low dudes that would rob people that looked easy to rob. On what you said about the cane or, you know, announcing that you're blind or visually impaired on the street, it can be a vulnerability. I'm glad that someone said that out loud because I I, I often think about that. I 
grew up in an area of town where you didn't you don't want to be vulnerable. I I live in an area of town where maybe the perception is you don't want to be vulnerable. And I I know I can take care of my shit. I I'm a confident individual, but I often have this thought and and um that in part is 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 why I for the longest time didn't even consider using a cane or right now I wear a button that has a checkered eye on it and it says low vision on it and it's there's so many pros and cons either way but I'm glad that we're acknowledging that because it it is a real thing um it is it is it is a reality so and it's and it's not to deter other people who want to use those tools by any means I will say I think you know there's blind swag in numbers too. So yeah. let's say you got a group of us walking down the street with canes, mm. buddy. No there's no, there's shit. no vulnerability there. You got a bunch of people with Not at all. canes can be used to whack things. And let me tell you yes. what else. There's a really great self-defense course for people who are blind or visually impaired that mm. includes our devices like canes. So, you know, there are ways to feel less vulnerable, but I, there are, totally swag in numbers and when when the blind or visually impaired people come together accidentally that's some cool swag in numbers uh i'm gonna i'm gonna take you back to moncton in like i don't know the the 2005 era when i was in between high school and going to college i was doing a lot of partying there was this after hours bar when I used to go to bars and like stay Blondies. out. No, it was called the Players Lounge at the time. Oh, okay, yeah. And then and then it the Players Lounge, right? Real cool. And then it became and then it became 53rd and 3rd. It was like some punk rock bar for a while. But at this time it was an after hours bar and it and and I was there with a, a group of people and I'm always kind of a little bit uncomfortable in these places because it's dark. There are a lot of people. It's crowded. I'm probably going to lose my people at some point. But I just discovered another blind person. Actually, they kind of wandered over to my group somehow. And they had they had a mobility cane. They were using a cane. And, and everyone thought it was so cool that we were both there in that same space and we had come together and we were like, guys, it's not that big a deal. Like we, we blind people are everywhere. Like you just don't notice us. And, and everyone just thought it was so cool. And, and this guy said something so funny. He had the whole place roaring. I, I don't know how it came up, but we were talking about like, oh, you know, that person over there, like they're they're good looking, like, you know, they're they're not gonna go home alone tonight. And blind guy with the cane is like, Yeah, yeah, she's a looker. And everyone looks at him and they're like, What the hell are you talking about, dude? He's like, No, I can I can tell. I can hear these things. And we were all just like yeah. And and then oh, yeah. and then that's swag. In numbers, that's that's, ex that's exponential, right? I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just felt so cool in that moment with my new friend. <laughs> mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate being in the dark clubs. And it's like, um, there's like a thousand people in the club. And you came with like three people. And you're like, okay, I got to stay with these three people. Or, you know, just get mixed up in the, the whole thing. 
And I've lost so many people in clubs where I just had to give up and go home. Like, I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's kind of the name of the game sometimes, um, especially before everyone had texting, you know, and it was like, yeah. I'm, I'm over here by the pool table or whatever it is. Good right? luck getting a text in a loud club, though. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, unless you're looking for it. See, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't I don't go out much anymore, but... I've used all these tools, and all these tools have failed me. <laughs> 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 I was looking for this dude. He was supposed to take me to the after party, and uh, I was supposed to perform at the after party. It was the uh, Afro Man show, and um, friggin' uh, lost dude, and I was like, oh, well, screw it. Went home. They didn't oh, even no. found out that I was glad that I went home. They didn't even have mics at the venue we were supposed to go to to perform at. I was like, uh, excuse me, like, what's up with that? Anyways, no, it's, uh, it's, it's good luck sometimes. You just leave. And you mentioned a story that happened to you recently. I, with mom, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't move on from that. But, um, this never happens yeah. that I tell a story that happened to me yesterday on the podcast. Literally, this happened to me yesterday. And I immediately thought, this is a level of confidence that I didn't know I could have. So yesterday, I I have to cross this really nutty, really bonkers intersection here in Halifax. It's called the Windsor Street Exchange. It's like seven or eight really busy streets, some highways intersecting with one another. There, there is a crosswalk. Um, I used to get lost at that going up to this area when I first moved to the neighborhood. I really should have gotten some orientation and mobility, but I've got to figure it out now. But I was walking my dog to doggy daycare yesterday, going through this intersection, and uh, I was in a bit of a rush. I like to run. My dog likes to run. So we were jogging a little bit, right? I'm a little bit overconfident, perhaps. And don't I trip into the street as I'm crossing? Like... Worst nightmare type stuff with the dog leash in hand. So I I sort of tripped over the lip. There's there's like a lip in the street after the curb, and it shouldn't be there. It's something that shouldn't be there, and I didn't see it, obviously, and I was rushing. So I, I sort of fell, I fell into the street in front of a ton of traffic and if it, it could have been really bad i was totally uninjured though and totally unfazed to my shock i was totally unfazed i didn't i didn't have anxiety or stress about it or anything i just calmly not even after no dude i just calmly picked myself up continued walking my dog to doggy daycare and in following that, normally I would have had all this stress and anxiety about like, holy shit, what could have happened? I could have dropped the dog leash, da 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 da. But instead, I was really proud of myself. And I was just like, no, I just, that was fine. I handled that with the utmost confidence that I have gained through all of the stupid things I've bumped into and all the, you know, and all the stuff I've tripped over and all the people I've bumped into. So that's swag to me. Like, absolutely swag. Like you picked yourself up like a soldier running through a military course. Like, let's go soldier. And I don't know that someone who has had 
good, you know, eyes that work well their whole lives. I don't know that they would have been able to walk out of that with such confidence because they haven't fallen over as many times as I have. They'd be flustered. <laughs> I think they would be, right? Yeah, for sure. Has anything like that ever happened to you? Mm. I've fallen so many times, like you said, that it's just like, I kind of know what your feet are going to do in certain things. Like, I almost have learned to use my feet as a cane. The only thing that really scares me is ice. Because you can't see that coming. It just happens. And it's, you know, just like, then I'm falling. Like, it's like nothing I can do. Nothing I can write my, you know. But um, the just getting up and moving on. Like, I won't have fear in the moment because there's no time. But after the moment, I will think of all the things that could have went wrong. That's pretty normal. And, and that's what I expected of myself that mm -hmm. yesterday, too. Yeah. But I was like, damn, I'm really, I don't know. I meant this higher state of being, as you called it. It's, it's really kind of, it's yeah. really kind of nice. Hell yeah. No, for sure. Um... It's just the experience of life. Like, okay, I've been here before. Like, let's go. Let's just keep it moving. Well, like I was saying, when I don't drive, you have to, you know, you have to really budget your time really carefully. And that might be part of it. Like, I got, I had places to go in both directions. Getting home, I had, you know, I had work to get back to. And, and I think that was, that's certainly a part of it too. Um, I, uh, I really am so glad that you have helped me better understand blind swag and swag in general. I feel, I feel cooler just have, having spoken with you today, Mike. So thank you so much for coming by and, and helping us understand. Yo, I feel more normal speaking with you now because like, I just felt like I was my own thing. Like, and, and now I hear like, Oh, everyone else is dealing with this uh -huh. thing too. And it like, it brings us together. It's I think great. it's really, really great that you can, that we can relate because you're you're not. I'm I'm gonna say something, and I don't mean it to be rude, but you're not special. We're there. There are a lot of us, Mike. That's great. Come and talk to us. We want to talk to you, and and you know we 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 get oh, it. I, lo I right? love it. And that's what the listeners are gonna get too, right? They're gonna get. Oh, here's another dude that relates to what is going on in my life in one way or another. And I rap about that shit too. So if you can relate to these stories, you can relate to my music also. I was just actually going to say that before we go, that you include a lot about your life with visual impairment in your in your work, in your music. And and, you know, one of the lines and I think it's from your song Blind Man. I heard it way back. It really stuck with me. You say, I'm not praying to see. I'm just praying the people see MDB. And it's a, that's just what anybody wants. But I was praying to see for a while. I was. I was. That's fair. I was asking God, hey, like, I don't know what you did in my optic nerve, but can you fix it? Like, can you just make me a normal person so I fit into the background? That's fair. But now, now I'm in the foreground. I love it. It's like, yes, I can be special for good things that make me me. I have one more question. I'm dying to know who are your influences, your musical influences? Oh, my gosh. Uh, classified. Um, because before him, I didn't know that, uh, Nova Scotians, uh, could have a voice in this culture we call hip hop. Um, 
I love Nas. He's he's a lyrical inspiration of mine. And right now I'm really into OT the Real. Uh, he's you know just real real as hell. So um, I, I love that aspect of hip hop as well. Awesome. And where can we find your stuff? We need to hear more of you. You're on Apple Music, Spotify, right? Yeah, I'm on all the major streaming platforms. I'm also on Bandcamp. Uh, you can go to mdbadot.bandcamp.com to find my whole discography. Um, but yeah, most of my discography is on Apple Music and all the major streamers. You get any live yeah. shows coming out? So live shows, I'm opening up for Mad Child in Amherst, Nova Scotia on, um, oh, I can't remember the date right now, but that's coming up. Uh, I think it's not before it airs. I think it's in April. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm opening up for him in my hometown. That's going to be a big one. That's the biggest Amherst show that's ever taken place, I think. Uh, it's going to be at Teaser's Pub. Uh, tickets are probably already sold out, but if they're not, you'll cop them shits. It's going to be fire. Um, and I'm looking forward to um, doing some work with AMI also. Uh, check me on the Disrupt. Uh, check your local l listings for that. Um, yeah, some great stuff coming. I can't thank you enough for coming by, man. Congratulations on... On you know, I, I want to say all your success, but but it's it's so hard, it's so well earned. It's not a congratulations like it's been handed to you. You've you've really earned, and I can tell that you've really worked to get where you are in the industry. So just kudos to you, man, and and for yeah. I've got a long way to go. I've got a long way to go, and I'm still I'm still hustling. Um, still making music, working on an album of. Uh, uh, to record this summer, so things are moving. Also, there's merchandise that I'm selling also. Um, you can hit me on Facebook, Mike Dow, or you can uh, hit my email, uh, mdbmusicinc at gmail.com. Uh, you know, we got hats such as this and shirts as all kinds of stuff. Uh, oh, I got to get one of those hats. That's Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we've got those in uh, three different colors. We've got black, red, and white. Um, so, yeah, we've got some, some uh, great stuff coming. Uh, just uh, please support the music and uh, the movement that I'm trying to make. A lot of good stuff coming this summer, so please stay tuned. Thanks so much, Mike. We'll be in touch, eh? Thank you so much, Jenny. I appreciate you and AMI so much for... Uh, all the things you've done to help me. Well, you're in my neck of the woods, so I hope we cross paths again sometime soon. It has been such a pleasure, and I yeah. I can't I can't wait for our clothing line to come out one of these days. Let's go swag! Hey, <laughs> thank you for joining us for this lesson on blind swag. I hope you took notes because there will be a test, and that test, my friends, is life. If you have any suggestions or feedback about the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Even if you'd like to be a guest, you can leave a comment on YouTube or you can send an email to podcasts at ami.ca. You can even give us a call and leave a voicemail at 1-866-509-4545. One more time, that 
that phone number is 1-866-509-4545. Please make sure to mention Low Vision Moments in your message, please, and thank you. You can come and follow me on Instagram. I'm there under uberblonde4. That is U-B-E-R-B-L-O-N-D-E and the number four. The following people make this podcast possible. Marco Flalo is our technical producer, TechSwag. Ryan Dillahanty is our podcast coordinator, emotional support swag. Thank you, Ryan. Manager at AMI-audio, Andy Frank. He's got microphone swag. Yeah, for sure. Until next time, does this sticker make my sunglasses look big? Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.